We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. IB Nation, what up? Irish Breakdown Podcast. It is a Monday afternoon, so you know that's from Notre Dame recruiting hour, recapping all the madness that was junior day over the weekend. Had some of the top 2024 targets on the board for Notre Dame that were on campus, as well as all seven current commits in the 2024 class. Of course, I'm Ryan Roberts, Director of Recruiting here at IrishBreakdown.com, joined by Sean Davis, Recruiting Analyst here at the site as well. Sean, I know we were just talking before we started, man. A busy weekend. We'll talk a lot about the players that were on campus, how their weekends went, the event in general, which I thought the staff did a tremendous job putting on. But, you know, it's uh, it's been a hectic weekend, man. I'm excited to get into this recruiting talk with you, though, brother. Man, it kind of got hectic right after we did last week's show, right? Yeah. Because Tuesday is the day I went to see Justin Scott, and then everything started building up towards junior day. And in the weekend was just crazy. So I, I agree totally. But, you know, we love it. That's why we're yeah, here. Yeah, man. I mean, last week we're, we're, we are recapping. Last week we recapped the All-Star Game circuit, and now we're just mm-hmm. into 2024, you know? Like, it's yeah. like full speed ahead, which is funny. I know you just mentioned Justin Scott, top 2024 defensive tackle target out of St. Ignatius in Chicago, Illinois. I'm sure there will be some questions about that in the chat at some point, and we will for sure hit that on the mailbag during the second section, but we really want to make this first part of the podcast about the recruits that were just on campus for junior day. So, Sean, I want to talk about the format here of what we saw on junior day first, because I thought it was really interesting. And I, and I talked to someone pretty close to the situation just about where these ideas come from, because you know what, how recruiting is, man. Now it needs to be fun, right? Like these kids need to be entertained. They need to have a good old time. So some of the stuff that they did, at recruiting day on Saturday at Notre Dame is, you know, they do the typical stuff, you know, campus tours, talking right. to coaches. They do all that stuff, sure. Right. They went to the hockey game later at night. That's a pretty typical thing. But one thing that was pretty funny that you saw at the beginning of the day, because, that you know, people were rolling up, you know, pretty early in the morning. And Chad Bowden, who's the director of recruiting at Notre Dame, for people that don't know, and the rest of his recruiting staff, the support staff there, 
are all dressed up like secret agents. I don't know if you saw this shot. I'm sure you did. It was just hysterical. Yeah. So they had the blazers on. They had the, the dark glasses. They had the little earpiece. And one by one, as these cars were coming forward, they would stop them, you know, check the car, get the kids out of the car, frisk them, like do all this type of stuff before they were allowed to kind of move forward and stuff. And I talked to a bunch of the recruits about this, and most of them were just kind of like, I had no idea what was happening when mm-hmm. this first happened. They're like, what's going on? I, I forget who it was. I think it was – might have been Jack Larson who told me Cam Williams was the first one in line. And so they did the thing to Cam's car, and Jack had no idea what was happening. He's like, I thought someone was, like, stealing someone's car for a second or something. I'm like, what is happening right now? Like, no one knew what was happening. And uh, But from a full scope, it was – everyone that I talked to pretty much – thought it was hysterical. Like they really thought it was playful. It was fun. It was humorous. So I actually talked to someone, you know, again, kind of close to situation to ask like, where did this idea come from? So they did it last year for junior day as well. Where this kind of came from though, was this was a, uh, this was something that Chad Bowden who came from the university of Cincinnati, who for people that don't know, and a couple of the recruiting staff also came from the Bearcat program. Apparently Sean, they used to do this at the, at, with the Bearcats and kids just loved it, loved it. They liked it in the first year at Notre Dame, so they continue to kind of do it. And, again, I think it's kind of playful. I think it's fun. Obviously, it was a good laugh to start the day because the one thing is that when you're coming early in the morning with, like, 16- and 17-year-olds, right, it can, make, it can take a little time to kind of ease the kids into it, you know, because they're tired, they need to get into the flow, all that type of stuff. Yeah. I feel like it was kind of a shock to the system for a second, like, hey, man, it's go time here. We're about to have some fun, right? And it's, and it's a cool day. So I really just want to start this podcast by just kind of laying out some of the things that they did at the junior day. But again, I think that this is, it speaks volumes to the Notre Dame recruiting staff, though, for a second, because they ha- do a great job of keeping all the all the recruits on campus really involved, really engaged, kind of get the, them really comfortable quickly. So it was, a, it was a fun weekend, though, man. I thought that they had, did a really great job just from a staff perspective of putting on this junior day personally. We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. It's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a 
happy price. Go to your happy price, price line. Well, I think not even just yesterday, just overall, what Chad Bowden does as a representative and ambassador of Notre Dame recruiting is remarkable. Creative, witty, uh, cutting edge, and willing to take a chance, right? The thing he did in the airport with the recruits, he's just willing to take a chance. And that causes the rest of the crew and the rest of the class to be engaging with one another. You kind of have to break the ice anytime you bring people together from all walks of life. And Chad Bowden and the staff, they do a great job of breaking the ice and making things comfortable. And I think when we talk about these young men, that's going to be a common thread, right? Like comfort. It was just a different atmosphere and it caused them to be able to enjoy themselves. And I think Chad Bowden continues to do that. Even with the 23 class, he's continuing to do it with the 24 class starting with this junior day this past weekend. So uh, at this point, it's par for the course for what Chad Bowden has meant to Notre Dame and their recruiting efforts. So before we get into some of the uncommitted prospects here, Sean, that were on campus in Notre Dame, because I agree completely, man. I think the comfort is the biggest thing for me as far as the format of these junior days, because I just want people to also know this was a little bit more of an intimate junior day. You know, I think they had a total of 17 players on campus, and they wanted to keep the numbers a little lighter for this one because they're going to have another junior day opportunity after this, right? So there's going to be yeah. more opportunities for players to get on campus, a little bit more of a larger group setting, this one was more about direct contact to coaches, coaches being able to sit down with players. And we'll get into a few of the updates as far as how some of the uncommitted players really meshed with the coaches on campus and had an opportunity to watch film and all that great stuff. But I really wanted to throw out the seven recruits, though, Sean, and seven commits in the class because I think mm-hmm. it's huge, man. It's huge. I expect them to be on campus a lot throughout the spring and summer, at least especially the local guys, but you had all seven commits in the 2024 class who are, of course, C.J. Carr out of Saline High School in the state of Michigan, quarterback, running back Aeneas Williams out of the state of Missouri, Hannibal High School, all-time great already in the state of Missouri as far as the numbers he's putting up. You had Cam Williams who, I mean, if you want to tell me C.J. Carr is the best recruiter in that class, I would listen to you. But if you told me it was Cam Williams out of Glenbard South High School, wide receiver in the state of Illinois, that he was the most you know engaged recruiter in the class, I would 100% listen to your argument, man, because he does a tremendous job with young committed guys on campus. Jack Larson, tight end out of Charlotte Catholic in North Carolina, was on campus as well. You also have Peter Jones out of Malvern Prep in Pennsylvania on campus. Owen Wafel out of Hun School here in Princeton, New Jersey was on campus. And Carson Hobbs, cornerback out of March Bishop Moeller in the state of Ohio. So, Sean, I think it was big, though, man, having seven commits, all of them on campus. And you know what's a little bit different about this, though, Sean, is when you hear that all seven are on campus, you expect them to be the main recruiter, you know, to really talk to all these uncommitted players. Yeah. That wasn't 100% the vibe this weekend. You know, they they talked to them. I mean, I, like I talked to Cam Williams, for instance, and he was like, you know, honestly, like we didn't talk, we didn't spend a lot of time with the uncommitted guys. It was more about committed guys, keep growing your bonds. And then the uncommitted guys got a lot more of an intimate kind of re- relationship with the mm-hmm. coaches. You know, they mm-hmm. got to sit down with them and really spend a lot of time with them. So this was more about coaches and recruits environments than it was about committed to uncommitted player environment. But you saw those seven guys that were able to 
really bonds, which was tremendous. There was a picture that's been floated around, uh, a couple of pictures from CJ Carr, for instance, Sean, where you see Owen Wafel and Peter Jones. Those are grown men as junior in high school already, man. And Cam is a nice, is a good looking frame, really mm-hmm. fit, filling out. Carson Hobbs is a long dude. It was just really cool for me to see those seven kids on campus together because this is the first time, if I miss, no, this is the first time that all seven commits have been on campus at the same time, fully mm-hmm. committed. Yo, I love it. And the direction. This is something that I think was on the board this weekend. I think Brian Driscoll did a great job in answering and someone was questioning adjustments in recruiting by the staff moving forward and possibly getting more visits from players in December, like schools like Alabama, Ohio State, and Georgia. And Notre Dame has identified what they need to do to be effective in recruiting. And it is jumping on these young men in each class as early as they can, getting them to commit and then retaining them in the class and then building the middle to the bottom of that recruiting class later on. Or, you know, if they have a big time guy uncommitted, you know, getting him those one or two guys to go ahead and make that late decision. They understand who they are and you can see them continuing that trend. Right. And everything we heard from all of the great players they had on campus and we'll dive into dive into them individually make gives you a feeling that sometime uh, the avalanche will be similar right Mm -hmm. from april to july will be a time period where you'll see a lot of commitment start rolling in for notre dame that's like their avalanche period and that's where they'll get up to like what 75 to 80 percent of their class probably being full yeah and then you know they'll finish the rest of it you know, for the remainder of the year. So this just goes right in line with their breakdown of how they need to do things in comparison to how other great and top programs do things. And they're they're off to a great start. I, I'll say that. Look, I talked to Cam as well. Yep. And you know, the the seven committed guys, you know, bumped bump gums and, uh, and, and rub elbows and shoulders with some of the guys that were reporting from 23 mm-hmm. over the weekend and, and got in some laughs with them. So it was, a, it, it really was a great experience that the committed guys got to have their own personal experience and yes. weren't asked to do too much recruiting to whereas they're going to, they're going, they're already doing that. If you've seen, like you said, you mean they're, they're pretty much, I don't want to say calling out, but letting it be known to a certain recruit, <laughs> like let's go right now. So it's 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 an amazing feeling, and yeah. I just really I really do think the bond that was set with the twenty thirty recruiting class was felt and inherited mm-hmm. by the twenty four class guys like CJ Carr and Cam Williams, who have great relationships with Drake Bowen. They just picked up the mantle. And, you know, took the torch and now they're running with it in the class of 2024. So things are looking really good. A couple great notes there, Sean. One, I agree. The avalanche is coming. Okay, Mm -hmm. folks, I'm just telling you this right now. The avalanche is coming. It is. I 100% agree with you on that, Sean. There's going to be, I think the next few months are going to be busy for us. I truly do. And I would also say the great note on the 2023 class reporting, obviously, the early enrollees are on campus, obviously, moving in this weekend. And 
I think you said it perfectly, man. But I also, you know, they they have they have great recruiters in this class, like they did last class. You know, the guys like Drake Bowen of the world, who were tremendous recruiters for 2023. But this class has a different vibe 2024 because your two best recruiters are quarterback and wide receiver, mm-hmm. which that's those are those are the sexy positions, right? Mm-hmm. Those are the yeah. those are the positions that everyone looks to. You know. Not everyone looks to linebacker to be, you know, the 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 outspoken leader of a team, but everyone looks to a quarterback. Wide receivers like to talk. We know that, right? So right. having those positions as well as the main recruiters in the class early, I think it's huge for Notre Dame. I think it's massive. You have a kid that is a borderline top top uh, borderline five star quarterback in the class at CJ Carr. You have Cam Williams who. We talk all about this all the time, right, Sean? That players usually take dips in the rankings after they commit to Notre Dame. Yeah. Well, Cam's up to number 20 player in the country overall in the country, number five wide receiver according to on three. So he had a massive junior season. You got some dudes already in the class, and I think that you're really taking a massive step forward. So those are the commits that were on cl- campus. I want to go one by one to some of the more important players that were on campus, Sean. So we got uh, we got a lot of great intel over the week. You should go to boards at irishbreakdown.com if you have not read the intel. A lot of up to, a lot of um, visit recaps that have been coming out. We'll, we'll continue to go out over the next couple of days because there was a lot of conversations that we had as a staff with a lot of these great players. So I want to start though, Sean. Mm-hmm. I talked about Drake Bowen. I talked about linebacker. And Notre Dame has recruited the last two cycles at the linebacker position at a – I mean, as well as anyone, man. You yeah. pull the four-man class of Joshua Burnham, Jalen Sneed, Junior Toya Lamaca, Nolan Ziegler in 2022. Then you followed it up with Drake Bowen, Preston Zinter, and Jay Nosbury in the 2024 uh, 2023 class, excuse me. 2024 does not have a linebacker committed yet. There was a top target on campus this weekend. That was Lucas, Texas, Lovejoy linebacker, Peyton Pierce, Mm -hmm. who I believe measured in a little over 220 pounds. So high school junior or 223 pounds already. He's a true Mike linebacker. I had a really awesome phone conversation with him, Sean, after the, after the visit. So he talks a lot about relationships and wanting to get this process done. So a little glimpse into his background. He wants to get this thing done. He re- ad- he was adamant to me a few days ago when I talked to him. And then when I talked to him again yesterday, the day before, he talked a lot about the fact that he wants to have the decision made by June, just over with, right? Mm-hmm. So he dropped the top 10, I think, a few weeks ago. He wants to drop a even s- smaller group. That's kind of the teams that he's focusing on after he finishes these junior day visits. Then after that, the finalists that he has, he wants to check out some spring practices th- this upcoming couple months to really get a feel for, you know, flow of practice, how the coaches interact with players, just the general flow of the program, all that good stuff. And then from there <laughs> – Peyton Pierce wants to get this over with, done with, and move on. He taught. I don't think he loves the process too much from my conversation with him. I mean, he literally said something like, "I just want to get this over with, like <laughs> word for word," you know. And those kids, they just want to get it done and then move on forward, right? Because he's got a senior here, senior year ahead of him. Excuse me. So Peyton spent a lot of time this trip because he stayed. He stayed the whole Saturday and then into Sunday as well. They left. They went back home to uh, to Lucas, Texas on Sunday. And he spent a lot of time there, Sean, with James Laurinaitis, 
that was his guy all trip. It was James Laurinaitis. And he spoke to me so openly about how important it is to him that there's so many great linebacker guys on this coaching staff. You know, Marcus Freeman, who played at a high level at Ohio State, mm-hmm. played, had a cup of coffee in the NFL before the injury happens. He's been one of the better linebacker developers over the last few years in college football. Also a great defensive mind, obviously. Al Golden was just coaching the Cincinnati Bengals last year to the Super Bowl as a linebackers coach. But he spent most of his time in this trip with James Laurinaitis, who played in the NFL for eight and nine years. L.A. Rams, actually it was the St. Louis Rams at that point, their all-time leading tackler, quietly, All-American at Ohio State. And Peyton told me basically they went in to watch film together. They watched film for a while, went to eat some lunch, and then went back to watch more film. Like that was his stuff, man. And they built a tremendous bond. He even spent more time with – he was basically with them all day. When they went to the hockey game that night, it was James Laurinaitis, Peyton Pierce, and then his father that were able to just sit there, talk ball, talk about Notre Dame, and just shoot the breeze, man, to have a great time. So I think that this was a very great visit for Peyton Pierce. I think that he is extremely high on Notre Dame. I would probably call them his leader leaving this this visit. There's still time left for other schools to get back into it and to – close the gap or, you know, to take the lead or, you know, things can change is my point. Yeah. But they did a tremendous job and the resources that Notre Dame has at the linebacker position, even though linebacker did not take this step forward, you wanted to see it this year on the field. They are able to recruit at such a high level because they have guys like James Laurinaitis in the room. So if people haven't seen Peyton Pierce play, Tremendous linebacker. He was banged up a little bit this year, so he was limited in some games as a junior. But as a sophomore, Sean, 131 tackles, scored 10 touchdowns on offensive side of the football, had 21 tackles for loss, six sacks, five pass breakups, five forced fumbles. Kid is an excellent football player. And not to mention, he's a Texas kid. So continuing that pipeline in the state of Texas after signing four guys in 2023, I really like Notre Dame's chances with Peyton Pierce following this visit. And that's good to hear. That's really good to hear. Because when you look at his film and you break him down, the one thing that stands out to me is that he just produces. Like whatever you ask him to do. Special teams, outside, rushing the passer, inside. I think I was talking to Brian about him, and Brian said, man, he's kind of like an upgraded or more athletic J.D. Bertrand. Like if you look at what J.D. does – He's faster, he's bigger, he's stronger. He's just a better athlete. The one thing I like about him, Ryan, and we talk about it because we haven't seen it particularly over recently at the linebacker position, and it's good to hear that he loves watching film and he watched film with James Laurinaitis because, look, man, if you watch his film, he activates. like He, he activates, like whatever, especially on the inside as a linebacker. He finds a way to filter through the blocking and finds his way to the ball carry. You talked about the stats from the junior season. His stats from his sophomore season were just as impressive. Like, he just produces from that position, and he's a man. He's a guy that's going to put up 100 tackles. And when he gets to the college level, he's going to be a 100-plus tackle inside linebacker. But he still has versatility. And I mean, this is someone that plays quarterback as well. I mean, I'm looking at that. It's a kid. Wild, wildcat quarterback, man. Wildcat it's wild. Quarterback. Yeah. It's a yeah. kid here in Chicago from the, that they got their eyes on in 25. 
He's like 250. He plays quarterback, Wildcat. And he's a defensive man. Like these kids, I don't know what they're doing, like what they're drinking, what's in the water, but the level of athleticism that we're seeing from some of these young men at 6'4", 220, 6'3", 240, and they can just move like gazelles on the football field. It's absolutely amazing. And Peyton Pierce definitely fits the bill. And I, I'm – I love what he said to you, and I love the vibe you're getting. And I think a lot of these kids, you're finding a lot of these kids really don't like being bothered, if that's <laughs> the right word, right? Because that's recruiting, right? Coaches calling you, multiple coaches from multiple staffs calling you. You're hearing the same thing. You know when you're hearing BS, if you're a solid kid and you got your head on straight. Yada, 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 yada. And at some point, you're just like, man, look, I look, I pretty much know what I want to do. I know who my top five to top four schools are. I'll, you know, cut that down. And then in the spring, I'll take my visit, see some practices, and then make my decision. And, and, and good for him. Yeah. Good for him to get through the minutia of recruiting and know what he wants. And that feels good, you know, because yep. I think that's the one thing that we will learn moving forward is that this, the lock-in and the buy-in for this program is always going to be at the top. Like this staff is going to look for the buy-in from young men that they don't have to really worry about maintaining, not saying that they're not going to put in work to keep mm-hmm. them in the class, but you don't have to worry about them coming back, asking for things and doing other things that might lead to some of the situations they ended up having to suffer through um, during the fall. Yep. No, really well said. And and again, Sean, what, what, one of my key points, man, because I, I talked to Brian about this maybe a month ago. I, I forget what it is. We, we talk a lot. So things kind of best you after a little while. Right. But mm-hmm. after how much we talked about them, creating this pipeline in Texas and getting Micah Bell, getting guys like Braylon James, like Jaden Greathouse into the class, like Caleb Smith, four total recruits in the 2023 class after only having three the previous five years combined. I was kind of looking through the board like a few weeks ago and I was just kind of like, I, I don't know if, I don't know how, like, I don't know how many Texas guys right now that I would call Notre Dame a reasonable, you know, destination for right now. I mean, I, I thought that they had a good, solid start with a, a Nigel Smith, right, yeah. who's been yeah. in Notre Dame a couple times, but I think that they're fading with him, right? I don't think that they're in a great spot with Micah Hudson. Like, I just don't think that that one's going to happen. So, looking at some of their contacts with Texas guys right now. Peyton Pierce is the guy right now that you look at and say that is their best chance right now to land a a pretty early commitment from a Texas kid and continue that pipeline on top of, hey, by the way, I forget if it was ESPN or Rivals, but they have him, Peyton Pierce is the number 34 overall player in the 2024 class. So he's a pretty darn good football player too. So it's not like just just continuing the pipeline to continue the pipeline. It's adding a good football player and also continuing a Texas pipeline. So I just, I just want to reiterate that again, man. I think that that's big. I know someone commented on the chat and you're absolutely right. That, that Peyton Pierce is being courted by a lot of those 
you know, Brian would call them the Bible Belt schools, you know, those those Southern Midwest schools, you know, the, the Oklahomas of the world, the Texas A&Ms, like, yeah. you know, all those Texas Oklahoma schools. But I really do think that Notre Dame has a legitimate shot. Like I said, I think that they are the leader for Peyton Pierce right now. So have to close, have to withstand some more visits that he's going to take ultimately. But we will know in the pretty near future, because again, by June, which doesn't mean the end of June, I think by the beginning of June, right around, you will have a commitment from Peyton Pierce. The, the list will be cut down, I think, pretty soon as far as his finalists. And I would expect Notre Dame to be absolutely one of those finalists. So Peyton Pierce has a great visit. Nice to see. We're now moving on, Sean, because we had two big-time defensive line uh, defensive linemen in 2024 that were on campus this weekend as well. Mm-hmm. They happen to be twin brothers out of Windsor, Connecticut. This is Loomis Chaffee School. Defensive end, defensive, uh, defensive ends, Jacob and Jared Smith. Windsor who has are some really good outlet malls, by the way. Which is, do they? Do they actually? Yeah, yeah. On the way to Boston from Boston. New Haven, I happened to stop there one time. Yeah, yeah, I remember that. They have a pretty good night, pretty nice outlet mall there. That's funny. That's funny. So I, I had the chance to talk to Jacob and Jared. So for position sake, just so that people understand, Jacob Smith is the longer edge, so he's more of the Viper type. He was. Another cool thing they did, Sean, is I should have let off on this. They actually did some measurements this weekend as well, got the heights and weights and all that good stuff. Mm-hmm. So I got heights and weights on a few of the players for that in the 2024 class, especially the, the targets that were on campus. Yeah. Jacob Smith, who projects at Viper, as a junior right now, he's, he was he measured in at six foot four and 227 pounds. So he's a long kid that's filling out. He was listed at 6'5", 225, so he's right there in the same ballpark. I think he might have been 6'4", and some change as well. He is the Viper of the, of the two. Jared Smith is more of the big end, could maybe grow into a three-tech eventually, but he weighed in at three, six, three and a half, 245 pounds is what Jared Smith weighed in at. And he's he's his weight and size are kind of fluctuate depending on what recruiting platform you look at, but uh, on our uh, list we had him at I think 6'4, 250. So he was 6'3 and a half, 245. So he's regular, he's right there in the same ballpark as well. Mm-hmm. Talk to Jared first. He called the trip, Sean. This was 100% his words. <laughs> the trip was immaculate. Immaculate. He said immaculate for one. I was like, oh, you're wow. a big kid, aren't you? You said immaculate. But he talked a lot about the relationships, how easily the coaches make them just feel at home. Mm-hmm. And then I talked to Jacob, who, again, is the more the Viper type. He said almost word for word. This is verbatim. Uh, actually, this is word for word because I'm reading it right now. He said they they are doing – the relationship building is exactly what it should be. They make us feel like we are at home every time we visit. So – these are another two kids that Notre Dame is pushing for. Twins out of the Connecticut area. For both project to play defensive end, although Viper and strong side end early on. Jacob and Jared Smith, I think that Notre Dame moved the needle with those guys. I think that, again, Notre Dame is right at the top of the list for these two. Mm-hmm. They Their timeline is not as well kind of solidified. They talk about – they're, they're kind of they're in the boat that we want to commit by senior year, right? So what does that mean? That could be – Next week, that could be in the spring, that could be in the summer or summer. Like we don't hundred yeah. percent know exactly when that's going to happen. But I think Notre Dame has a very good chance at Jacob and Jared Smith. And I think that the the family vibes that Notre Dame staff is putting off for them 
is what's really selling them on Notre Dame. And you can really include their area to a pipeline that Notre Dame is creating, right? With what they were able to do with Bubakar and, and, and Gerby Lambert in the 24 class and now Windsor. That's all in that Northeast Boston, Connecticut area. And Notre Dame is trying to establish a pipeline there as well. So bringing these two from that area, you know, they have already some guys that are currently on the roster playing in Notre Dame. I believe, if I'm not mistaken, I think, I have to tell I think Ty Chan is from that area, if I'm not mistaken. So there's already players on the roster, 23 guys coming in. Um, Notre Dame's done, they're doing an incredible job, man. They're doing an incredible job. Like if you look at a map, you can see the areas and the regions they're attacking and they're getting the best players. And like you said, they're getting on these kids early and making them feel comfortable. Right. That's the one thing we talked about with the staff, making young men feel comfortable that when they get on campus, you stand above every other visit. Right. Because I'm sure a lot of visits for these young men, they step on campus and they're on with top players and they might feel like a guy is getting more. You've heard these stories. This guy's getting, man, they're giving all the attention to this guy or they're giving all the attention to that guy. Notre Dame does a really good job of making everyone that comes in on a visit feel a part of something and feel special. And, you know, like I said, Chad, Chad is a great ambassador for Notre Dame when it comes to recruiting and the staff just follows suit, just follows suit. It's so funny because I was laughing because I was imagining when they're going through what's going to happen, (laughs) how stoic Marcus Freeman probably is like, all right, Sounds good. Just make it work. <laughs> just, just, just make it work. Because I can't really – now, if Marcus Freeman had come out in one of those suits in an earpiece, that probably would have really taken it over the top. Because the guy, the player, probably been like, wow, <laughs> Coach Freeman is doing this? But, yeah, you know, just – I love both of those kids, right? Mm-hmm. This is the thing. Jacob is probably the higher rank. I think he's ranked by three out of four services. There actually is one service that has Jared higher, but yeah. I think there's two different – there's at least one service for each that ranks him as a top 100 player in the 2024 yeah. class. But for this class, the other brother might be more important. Explain so, that. I want to hear I want to hear your perspective. I think in this class, mm-hmm. you really need to get bigger, right? Okay. Because okay. I think they believe right now what they have at Viper currently on the roster, like they have some guys that can end up being really good that are currently on the roster at the right. Viper position. And we, we know some of the guys they're looking at. Like they have a nicer setup and run of guys at Viper from the 24 mm-hmm. class. Yep. And if they took any one of the five, I don't think we would be upset if they took – oh, these two guys out of the five guys they're looking at or out of the four guys they're looking at, or if they took another combination out of the four guys. Of course, we might have a preference. Sure. But if it ended up being another combination, like, okay, fine. Big end, possibly, maybe, interior is something that Notre Dame knows that they need to sure up and improve. 
uh, starting with Justin Scott, hopefully, and moving on in that. And that's mm -hmm. why, you know, the value from adding to that in the 24 class, because it's a greater need, is why I make the statement. has nothing to do with them as players and breaking down who's better. It's just the value to that particular class and what we all have said, Notre Dame needs to make sure that they improve the interior of the defense in the 24 class, starting with Justin Scott and then getting some more size along the defensive line. That's why I make a statement like that. Yeah. No, no, I, I, I think that, uh, I think, I think, I mean, I, I wouldn't disagree with you, Sean. The interior was a main priority for this class, in my opinion. But I would mm -hmm. say just in general, the defensive line was a massive priority in general. Like right. this was a right. big time. This is a big time job for Al, Al Washington and the staff to get some high, high impact defensive line. And I think that when you look at it, I mean, Justin Scott was always is always has always been the priority, in my opinion. You need that playmaking size inside. But the one miss that you did have in the 2023 class out of the defensive line is that you didn't really get a true Viper type, right? right. So I do think That's getting true. that guy or two would be very important in the 2024 class. But I don't think that it's necessarily more important than getting size because that's where Notre Dame falls short right now is that mm -hmm. they just don't have a lot of size on the defensive line. But if you get Justin Scott, you have Owen, Owen Wayful already. Did you see the picture of Owen Wayful, by the way? That yeah. is a grown man, right? So – you get those two and then another guy that maybe projects more of an inside player and then you get a big end and then maybe one or two Vipers. Yeah. Then we're cooking with grease, man. Then we're talking about some, some a really good defensive line class. But I think the defensive line class, the Smith twins have to be in that conversation, Sean, because like I said, they're highly touted players. They're different, which makes yeah. it really intriguing. They're very different players. And by the way, one of their most recent visits was about a – month and a half ago, two months ago, they visited Alabama, right? right. So Alabama is all for these kids. It's not like mm -hmm. they're <laughs> – so. and you talked about the importance of like the Connecticut area. I'll, I'll say the whole New England area I think is a interesting importance in 2024 because I talked mm -hmm. about 2023 in an article a few weeks ago where you got Preston Zinter, you got Bubakar Traore, mm -hmm. you shot your shot with a couple other guys up there. But now, so far this cycle, you're talking about trying to get a Gerby Lambert, trying to get the Smith Twins. The New England area, just in general, yeah. has some guys in back-to-back -back classes, and I think guys that they do really like. So I, I'm very interested to see kind of moving forward how this defensive line shapes out because everyone keeps asking that, man. We have a question about that in the mailbag <laughs> today, and I get it. We have one on the board. We have had multiple threads on the board about defensive line recruiting. It's going to be fascinating, folks, because I still think five is probably the number, but like, I wouldn't be shocked if it pushes the six. I really wouldn't because I just think that there's a lot of players that Notre Dame really likes in that class for one. And for two, I think, again, you're just continuing to match needs and getting more size inside especially is a priority and then getting another, getting a Viper or two, I think, in the class. So Jacob and Jared Smith, I think, bring tremendous value to this team. And I think that they are very high on Notre Dame. It's just a question of when does it end? Because there are a lot of really good schools on them. I know mm -hmm. Kentucky was kind of a hot school early for them, but then Alabama, the Texases of the world, like those schools are coming in and making things a little bit more cloudy as far as where he's lean, where they're leaning. Yeah. But I do think Notre Dame is probably the leader, if not they're very high on their list. So Jacob and Jared Smith, 
defensive lineman out of Loomis Choppy School in Connecticut. Sean, you remember when I talked about how everyone loved what Chad Bowden and the staff did to start the day with yeah. the secret agent kid up? Yeah. There was one player, and this was according to Brian Driscoll, who was there, and I, I talked to someone, again, close to the situation, that also agreed that uh, it did take him a little bit surprise. One player that maybe did not enjoy that little, the little hijinks as much was Walter Matthews, who is a tight end out of the state of Georgia. Hiram High School, Hiram? I don't know exactly how to pronounce it. But he is listed at 6'7", between 245 and 250 pounds. He apparently, Sean, had a basketball game the night before. When When they got to campus, him and his family, he was sleeping in the back. So these guys start, you know, pounding on the car and everything, and they wake <laughs> him up abruptly, and he was, I think, just kind of in shock there for a few minutes. Like, what the heck is happening? I don't know what's happening right now. So Walter Matthews may have not been too keen on it, but it was more about, you know, he was sleeping and kind of scared him and stuff. But, Sean, I got an official wait on on uh, Walter Matthews that I want to share with you. Yeah, let's have some fun with this one. A couple testing numbers, too, from over the summer that I was like, oh, that's eye-popping. First of all, speaking of eye popping, I have had I haven't had a super in depth conversation with Walter. We're kind of filling out some time to talk, but I did get a few responses from him during the visit. He said the visit was going fantastic, and he used the word eye popping to describe his experience at Notre Dame because he had just been offered pretty recently Notre Dame just a few weeks ago. So new to the tight end board, and this was his first time on campus overall. So I think they really did a good job with him, and I'll have more in t- inside intel on that. So you should go to boards.irishbreakdown.com as I have a little bit of a more in-depth conversation with Walter Matthews. I'll be sure to update you. So I didn't get a height on him, Sean, <laughs> but he weighed in on campus apparently at 256 pounds. And if you saw the picture of him, he's not a chunky guy. He's just a massive kid, 256 pounds. I was told by someone – that over the summer, he tested like an absolute freak. Apparently, he ran an electronic in the four sixes at his size, Sean. We're talking about 200, and I'm sure he was lighter at that point, but we're talking about a 256-pound tight end that ran pretty recently in the four sixes. He has reported that he has a 37-inch vert. This kid's a freak show, man. He's a freak show. Had a great visit on campus. Mm-hmm. This tight end board to pair with Jack Larson in the 2024 class is getting more and more exciting by the day as I learn more about these kids. Carter Nelson, this guy we've talked about a ton. Jaden Riddell out of out of uh, out of St. Louis, uh, not St. Louis, out of Missouri, who is a more of a flex tight end, 6'5", 230 type kid. And then this Walter Matthews is out of Georgia, man. I, Notre Dame's finding some some dudes at the tight end position and. I think Notre Dame's got a little bit of an inside shot here, man. Like, I, I wouldn't call him the favorite. I wouldn't because he's in SEC country. Georgia's in his backyard. You know, it's going to be tough to get him out of the South. But I think Notre Dame had a really good impression on a guy like Walter Matthews this weekend. Yeah, I am very interested in seeing the combination. Because this kid is like Donnell Washington. Like, which and Jack Larson could be Brock Bowers. Like, I – now I'm seeing the combination, like the 12 personnel like Georgia uses. Like, okay, Larson and Matthews, just because of his size. And his movement is like Washington as well. He's a, he's a look, what do you have, like eight touchdowns as a junior? 
So they just get in the red zone and just, here, throw it up, go get it. And that 37-inch vertical takes over. So that's the tight. You have, so the tight end situation is going to be very interesting to see who they prefer and what they view and yes. what the board looks like. Like, you know how we say on, on draft day in the NFL, man, I would love to be in the war room. Mm-hmm. Like I would love to be in the tight end room. Like, okay, what? Where's the board? Let me see. Yeah. Let me see how this board is looking, because each one is definitely had. I think Jack Larson is different from Carter Nelson. Carter yes. Nelson is definitely different from Matthews and <laughs> Riddell. So it's like, what do you like, and how yeah. do you envision this? Giving it to Tommy Reese and being used in this offense, right? And mm-hmm. this is something else. But I would venture to say most tight ends at Notre Dame were similar in a lot of ways, the vast majority of them. You mm-hmm. had you had standouts like a Tyler Eifert that was different. Right. Uh, Michael Mayer was different immediately. Uh, Tommy Trimble, I guess, was different. But for the most part, the tight ends are very similar. You can literally have two tight ends or three tight ends coming in 24 class that are totally different. Like yes. all three, if you take three, are totally different. And that, to me, gives even greater value to a program that already produces tight ends at an alarming rate to be successful in the NFL. You know what's really interesting about the board right now, too, Sean, is is I'm talking about this in a – for people dropping questions in Super Chats in right now, just know mm-hmm. that we're going to hit those during the mailbag here very soon. So the interesting part here, Sean, is that you have Jack Larson, who's more of a 6'3", flex tight end that can move all over the place, right? I don't think – I wouldn't necessarily say that Notre Dame is – because if I heard that you have a flex tight end and I'm hearing, like, what's the best pairing? My initial thought would be a big inline tight end that can block and do all those types of things. I don't necessarily think that's what Notre Dame's doing with this tight end board, man. Because I think that they could have stuck in this in the state of Illinois with guys like Bettenker, Christian Bettenker, and mm-hmm. Grant Steck and those types of guys. Mm-hmm. If they wanted just to get a bigger guy that probably projects more as a blocker and who can also do some stuff at tight ends mm-hmm. as a receiver, but I, you look at what they're doing, I don't think that's where they're going because Carter Nelson, Walter Matthews, and Jane Riddell, they're not blockers, right? Like they're big pass catchers right now. I'm sure, I'm sure that Walter Matthews could be a blocker because he's massive. Right. (laughs) But these guys are long pass catchers. I think what you're getting to pair with Jack Larson is you say, Jack, you are a six, three move tight end. You don't have the greatest length in the world, but you have great hands, great body control, fantastic receiving option at the tight end position. We need to get some length with you. I Mm -hmm. think that's what Notre Dame is going after right now is length. Mm -hmm. We talk about, I mean, Carter Nelson is 6'4 and a half, 6'5 with vines for arms. Jaden Riddell is a long dude at the tight end position, playing more outside receiver for his team in Missouri right now. And then Walter Matthews. Good luck finding a longer tight end in the 2024 class than Walter Matthews. So they are trying to find some length to go along with Jack Larson. It's going to be interesting to see because, again, I, I think they're in a pretty good spot with Carter Nelson. Jaden Riddell is a guy that's just new to the board, so like we'll see. Walter Matthews, I think you made a good first impression. 
I honestly don't think there's a wrong answer to who's the second tight end in the class of Sean. No. Like, I think it's like no. what's your I th- and I think that's what you were saying is like pick your flavor at this point, right? Like who what what type do you want? Because there's a lot of different types on the board, obviously. Yo, pick your flavor and push for a third. Like <laughs> that's what I would be doing. Like I would be picking yeah. my flavor and pushing for a third. Like, oh, please give me one more. Please, please just give me one more. Like, can I use my 25? Can I use it right now? Like, if, let me use my 25, one of my. Yeah, and, th- and then we'll get into 25. There's an absolute stud in the backyard that wants to come, right? Yeah. Right. yeah. right. But you deal with that when it comes up, you know? <laughs> like, if you're a staff, you know how to deal with the scholarship situation. But talent is talent, man. Yeah. Talent is talent. And if you find yourself in the lead for two of these guys, what are you. What do you do? You come down to it, and, and it, it's like June and Riddell and Carter Nelson both have you at the top, and you feel the vibe that they both want to come. What What are you doing? Right. <laughs> like, are you going to – no, it's like, yo, mm-mm, you know, or do you you make them – no, you don't. You, you You get greedy and take them. I wish they had been greedy with the offensive line and then they would have had another guy who was on a visit and heard that they preferred somebody else over him for some reason. It's like, no, forget that. Oh, are, are we revisiting skeletons right now, Sean? Is that what we're doing? Yeah, man. We're pulling skeletons know, out. That, right. triggered, that triggered something. But I, I saw that young man down at the All-American Bowl, by the way. So it was a, it was a good time. Yeah. yeah. But no, yeah. It's, it's – yo – that's why looking at the board would be very interesting right now, you uh-huh. know, in that room. Because, look, we put in the work to get be in great position with all of them, right? Yep. So I think the Carter Nelson is very much tied to, in my opinion, um, what happens with Rayola. Like, think so? there, yeah, think, Rayola think that's goes, a needle mover. Yeah, if he, if he goes to Georgia, that that's that's good for Notre Dame. That's Could good be. for Notre Dame. If he goes in Nebraska, you know, shout out to Matt Rule. It's gonna be a dog fight, you know. Yeah. <laughs> so that's it's just point. little things like that. But I don't, man. What would you do if you had two kids come June that both felt like they wanted to come? And you're sitting there with Jack Larson in tow. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. I would I would take three in this class if that came to that point, Sean. Like if, if two out of three of those kids wanted to come to Notre Dame, I would take both their commitments on top of Jack Larson because I'm a believer in riding momentum and you don't really have more momentum at tight end than what you could just show them what you did with Michael Mayer over the last three years, right? Like talking about momentum, that is like <laughs> – because you don't know what tight end is going to look like in 2023. What if you have a little bit of a struggling year at tight end? Then it's going to make yeah. recruiting tight end a little more difficult because you're going to be like, you know, you got you didn't do a great job 
developing the other tight ends in the room, right? But right now, you have a tight end that's going to be a first-round draft pick and uh, use that momentum to your advantage, right? Use it. Use it. So I I would – and again, man, if two guys that I really, really liked, two out of three of those kids, for instance, if I really liked them, I would would consider taking three. I would. I I would consider it. I would. I I think I would. Yeah. I mean, because two is the minimum for me. Like, I would take three, though. I would. I would take three. So, and plus you have, you've had a lot of injuries at tight end too, right? Like we talked about, yeah. well, Kane Barron transferred, obviously Kevin Bauman's been banged up. Eli Raritan's now got back to back ACL tears. It's just, there's a lot of questions in that room right now from a depth yeah. perspective. So yeah. I would definitely consider three, but we'll see what happens. We shall see. And they also want to see how guys step up, right? Like Mitchell Evans and those yeah. guys, like, if they take a step forward, maybe you're just like, yeah, just take two. Like our guys are developing well, we'll take two. But if they also don't take a step forward, then maybe three is even more attractive at that point. So, yep, that, that's where we are. So, Walter Matthews, good visit at Notre Dame. Going to have more in depth for you guys later today, hopefully. We had a kid, Sean, visit Notre Dame that kind of took us a little bit off guard this weekend. So I want to comment on this kid for a minute. It's kind of set the backstory. And let's, let's talk it out, man. This was an interesting uh, couple of days for this young man. Fishers, Indiana, Hamilton Southeastern, offensive lineman, Styles Prescott, mm-hmm. who is a 6'6", 270-pound offensive tackle, in-state kid in Indiana. So on Friday – on Friday, Harry Heastan went out to his high school to talk to his coaches, sit down with them, talk about Styles, make sure the fit makes sense. Because, and Styles told me this, Harry Heastan, before this visit, had done a lot of homework on him, had watched his film, had broken down games of film, not just a highlight tape, to just see what the, you know, what does he do well? What are the issues he's having? Where can he improve? The kind of the nuance to the, to the position. So he goes down there. See Styles, you know, just kind of eyes them up, all that good stuff. But, you know, obviously, because they're not allowed to talk to the players on those visits. So, but he gets to sit down with the coaches, talk about the grades, the film, the character. Very shortly after that, he gets an invite to come to Junior Day, which was the next day. This was on Friday. He makes it out to Junior Day. And he ends this, he ends this visit with an offer from the University of Notre Dame. And, I mean, he's an in-state kid, right? And I know mm-hmm. he's an in-state kid, but I think Fisher's, I did I, when I looked it up on GPS, I think it's like two and a half hours south of South Bend or something like that, right? It's so like it's in not, the Fort, Fort Wayne area, somewhere like that? Uh, I, can't, I can't remember where it was on the map, but I'm pretty sure it's like a couple hours away. So I don't, yeah. I don't think that it's like super close to Notre Dame, but obviously – Notre Dame has an impact on him because he's an in-state Indiana kid. And he knows what he knows what Notre Dame means, right? Mm-hmm. And following suit, Sean, he had an offer from someone saying that it's it's closer in Indianapolis. So cool, I guess in that cool, area. Cool. Thank you guys for that, by the way, in the chat. But just north of in, of Indy. Thanks, Brandon. So, but Sean, he so he had an offer from Iowa before this, and he had like Kentucky and some good offers. Since he got the offer from Notre Dame, though, he's got an offer from Penn State. Michigan just offered. All the yeah. all the Midwest powers are starting to come in now, right? Mm-hmm. Which is how it happens. It's a copycat league at the end of the day. Absolutely. 
But apparently, Sean, and I mean, I've just briefly watched film on this kid because I didn't know too much about him beforehand because, you know, we hadn't heard too much conversation piece about their interest in him. Mm-hmm. But it, it looks like Notre Dame's going to be a player here. You know, we're still trying to figure out the timeline for when he wants to make a decision. Again, I think he's a kid that's probably wants to get it done sometime before the season from kind of everything that I'm hearing. But ends the, ends the day with a Notre Dame offer, and he is a player. And I think needs a lot of work. He's a raw kid. There's no doubt. He needs to gain a lot of weight. His body type's a little troubling to me, but he's a long kid. He's athletic and he's a true offensive tackle type. And we've talked about the importance for Notre Dame in 2024. You have Peter Jones who's more of an interior player. You got to get a couple offensive tackle types. And I think that's what they're looking at styles Prescott for. Let me liken this to uh, having a mechanic, and then having taking your car to a custom shop, right? If you take your car to a regular mechanic, maybe they can replace the muffler, do an oil change, do some things, you know, interior. You take it to a custom shop, now you're talking about doing things that go outside of the factory, right? Like ordering special stuff, strip it down, build it back up. And this is what Harry Heastan is for me. This is the advantage of having a Harry he stands. Whereas we might look at film, Ryan, and say, nah, he's raw. And Harry he stand looks at it and says, Yep. Let me red shirt him one year. I I I I'm gonna customize this. This is gonna be real nice when I get through. Well, remember that show Pimp My Rod? Back in the day on MTV, that's Harry he stand. He'd be like the exhibit of <laughs> offensive line coaches. <laughs> pit my ride, pit my pit my styles, right. Prescott. Right, yeah, yeah. We show up, we take your young man, your young offensive line prospect. You give him a Harry he stand, and now he's come out as a customized, athletic, true tackle, ready to go first round in the NFL in three seasons. That look, man, we that's this is where we have to trust Harry. Yes. Right? Like, oh, okay. All right. If 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 you say so, Harry, but he is that type of genius. I remember him telling um the staff in March, like, yo, relax. Like, I have to, man, I have there's some things I have to break in Blake Fisher and Joe Alt. Mm-hmm. Like, you got to be patient with these guys. There's some things I have to break. And we're looking like, really? Like, they look pretty good towards the end of last season to me, but that's that's him. Like, yo, being able to see, watch film, see, break it down, strip it down, and then customize you and build you back up into the player that you need to be. And, you know, that's what basically got Charles Jackson on board. On his one visit, right? Him breaking down his film. And every time he came back, the conversation with Harry was always about technique. What you doing? What about this? What about that? And with this young man, I think he sees something that he can really produce that's similar to something that he's already done. So um Everybody's talking about the fish tank in the car from that show. I know. That's... I know, man. I was watching that too. I was looking at that. Show. I was trying not to laugh while we were talking about it. 
Uh, it's a good, it's, it, I mean, honestly, the Sean, it's a great analogy though. It really is because you know how I am, man. Like I understand that this kid's a, you know, 16, 17 year old kid playing football. Mm. Right. But I watch it. I'm just like, you know, the frame worries me a little bit. There's a couple things that, you know, on the film that are a little troubling to me. I see the upside. I see the athleticism, the length, all that great stuff. But, at, but at the end, and I, I think I said this on the board at one point, I, I put my evaluation. I was like, but at the end of the day, in Harry, I trust, right? So That's if Harry Heastan sees something, man, yeah. then I'll trust it. I'll yeah. trust it because he's he's had a track record to developing these types, right? And I'll let it I'll let it play out. I'll let it play out. So, but yeah. Styles Prescott gets the you know the endorsement obviously on Friday during the school visits. Then he gets up to the campus on Saturday, gets to sit down with Marcus Freeman. To get the official offer, Marcus Freeman basically just went through, you know, how much Harry Heeson endorses this kid and thinks that he is a Notre Dame football player and will be able to, you know, get the best out of him. So, and Harry, we trust, man. And Harry, we trust. So, we'll see if Styles Prescott ends up, we'll see if he ends up, you know, getting to that level or Mm -hmm. even ends up with the class just in general. We have to see if the rate, because now there's some. Big time schools coming after him, right? Some big uh, time one, schools. one particular school from you know the state up north, as they're referred to by Ohio State, that it seems very reactionary to Notre Dame lately. Always, yeah. man. Yes. Always. It's so funny. It's absolutely so funny. But that is new offensive tackle target for Notre Dame. Styles Prescott out of Fishers, Indiana, Hamilton, Southeastern. Sean, there was another offer that was extended over the weekend. Another one. The only 2025 recruit that was on campus. Obviously, yeah. this, this event is designed for juniors, going yeah. to be rising seniors, the 2024 kids. Well, there was a 2025 athlete on campus out of Clayton, Ohio, mm-hmm. Northmont, Dorian Brew, who is a 6'3", 180, around 180-pound athlete, plays corner for his team, plays wide receiver for his team. He was extended the offer, and I talked to Dorian. The offer came as an athlete from Notre Dame. So we don't know if if he went if he ends up at Notre Dame, will he be a wide receiver, will he be a cornerback? Think that I think the staff will still try to figure that out. I don't think that, that decision has been made. He's been he's been offered as an athlete and he's only a sophomore in high school. So we got a little bit of time here. But Dorian Brew Couple quick notes on him. Father actually played at Kansas, played defensive back, and he went to play in the NFL for a little bit. He's an Ohio kid who I think was a, t- a number 61 overall player in the class on, on three in 2020, uh, 2025. He's rated by every recruiting platform as a wide receiver. But if you watch this film, he has some eye popping moments as a cornerback as well. So, 2025 athlete, Notre Dame offered over the weekend, Dorian Brew. We will see. He's got an improving and quickly evolving offer list. A lot of big-time schools are starting to offer this kid. Mm-hmm. Has not been offered by Ohio State yet, unless something has happened in the last hour that I have not seen. But a very interesting player, Sean, targeting a player in the state of Ohio. Obviously, you're going to be probably fighting with Ohio State at some point here. But Dorian Brew gets an offer from from Notre Dame, and I know that he was very really excited about it. The one thing that stands out, great ball skills. I don't yes. care if he's playing corner or wide receiver. He can high point. He's a hands catcher. 
at a young age with wide receiver, which is very encouraging. You see a lot of young kids using their bodies. This man goes up, two hands, snatches the ball out of the air, whether he is the receiver or the defensive back. And he's so long and believes in himself so much. A lot of times, you know, he breaks on the ball very quickly, very quickly as a defensive back. But then, I, you know, I, I feel like sometimes I was watching this film and I'm like, okay, he's he's bait, he's daring and baiting the quarterback to throw that because he knows he can catch up. Like he he's baiting him, he's he's daring him to throw it. Uh oh, he threw it, and of course there he is, you know, jumping up in the air, snagging it out of mid air. So he's a great kid in 25. Like I said, he. His mom even raved on social media about the visit and said, thank you for the great time. So solid, solid foundation. I'm glad they got him on campus. Once again, understanding what the battle is going to be. This is going to be a battle with Ohio State. Let's get in early. Yes. This young man, establish a relationship with him and his family and see if we can make things happen this time next year and get him to sign on early with Notre Dame. It's, Sean, it seems kind of – there's been a lot of 2025 offers that have been extended by Notre Dame already. You know, it's been, it's been a lot. And it's it's atypical because it's not – it's a little bit odd because usually mm-hmm. Notre Dame's big offer – you know, big offer opportunity is the, the pot of gold, right, which these kids mm-hmm. will still get their pot of gold. Right. They'll still get that official offer on that day. But we've seen a lot of 2025 kids that have been offered by Notre Dame already. Dory mm-hmm. Brewer, I guess, is the latest in that regard. But we'll be interested to see. We'll be interested yeah. to see how this one plays out. We have a couple more kids that we want to walk, rock through. Had the opportunity to talk to Prior Lake, Minnesota High School, Jide Abasiri, who is a defensive lineman. Sean has not gotten an offer from Notre Dame officially yet. It did not come this week. This weekend, I should say. Talked to him, though, and the Notre Dame staff was very optimistic about him and was just kind of telling him, like, hey, man, we <laughs> think that we can get the best out of you. We think you have the world of potential. Stay yeah. stay locked in with us because we'll see what happens. So I think that he's a kid that is going to take a little bit of a rise because if you watch uh, Jide's film right now, he's a very raw kid. But that length and athleticism he has playing yeah. on the interior – it's really interesting. So I don't know if he'll ever get extended an offer from Notre Dame. I don't know where he'll end up. I know, though, that he has a few Power 5 offers already, so he's going to get a lot of interest here moving forward, whether it's at Notre Dame or not. But he had a very good very good meeting with the coaches, had a really good visit overall. I did get an official height weight on him, Sean. He was 6'5 and a half, 267 pounds. So he was a he was a big young man. So we're we'll just one of these kids, man. Right, man. Right. And I mean, if you look at him, man, Ryan took a picture of him. He's skinny, man. He's six five and a half, two sixty-seven. Like he's a big kid, man. He's gonna be massive. He he told me that he wants to play between two eighty-five and two ninety as a senior. So he's ready to gain about <laughs> 20, 25 pounds of weight right now, which is gonna be wild. But yeah, he, you, uh, and following some of these kids, do you mm-hmm. ever have a moment? Like when I spoke to Justin Scott last week, I had a moment. Yep. And you know, my first love is basketball. And I'm talking to him and I'm sizing myself up against him. And I'm like, you know what? If I had like three more inches, I could have done this on the basketball court. Do you ever think to yourself, 
man, a few more inches, about 20 more pounds. I was already a darn good player. I I, t- I I tell my wife all the time, if I was 6'3", I'd be in the NFL. So, yeah. <laughs> I tell her all the We're time. right there, brother. We're right there. <laughs> yeah. Right. If I was 6'3", no one could stop me. Yeah. Cool. <laughs> you got to have that in you, man, as, as a competitor. You have to. Absolutely. <laughs> And I'm still trying to get a uh, I'm still trying to get an arm length measurement on Jai because again, Sean, I've seen pictures and film of him at this point. Well, guess he what is guess? long, man. Uh, he's got to have 34 plus inch arms. Has to, man. He is a long, long dude. I bet 80 inch wingspan plus mm. 34 inch arms. Like that kid is stupid long. Again, very raw, yeah. very raw football player. Yeah, but he has tools, man. And this is the second time that he's been on campus. Was on campus for the Clemson game. Was on campus for the junior game, junior yeah. day. So Notre Dame's keeping close ties on this kid. They're keeping close eyes on him because I do think that he's a kid that's going to explode a little bit. So I agree. We'll see. Couple brief notes, Sean, because we haven't had any in, like deep intel on these two players, but just a couple things that I've heard that I just want to put out in the universe. One was Bryce Young, who was a defensive end out of the state of North Carolina, son of Bryant Young all-time great at Notre Dame. So just wanted to comment on his size, that apparently he weighed in at 6'5", 240-plus pounds. Brian Driscoll was on hand to see his weight, and someone did verify that for me later in the day, that he did weigh in at 240-something pounds, which is a far cry from the 220 pounds that I thought he was. So he is filling out tremendously. Brian has commented on him a ton of times about the length, the size of his hands and feet, the broad shoulders. This kid is growing into his body quickly. Could yeah. Everyone keeps talking about him as a viper, but he may be a strong side end when all is said and done because he's got that type of body type, man. And here's a possibility where this kid could be 265 pounds and still look like slender, right? Like doesn't look fat at all or bad weight on him. So Bryce Young impressed from just the size attributes, uh, uh, obviously, Notre, you know, he's going to be high on Notre Dame. And, mm-hmm. you know, we, we knew that coming into the, the – <laughs> we knew that coming into this weekend, though, that, that Notre Dame has a very good chance at Bryce Young. Yeah. So he you was there. Think- yes. You, you would hope, right? I mean, if you don't have a good chance with him, then there's probably something yeah. wrong there. You talk about a kid that probably wakes up, sees Notre Dame, goes into the bathroom, sees Notre Dame, right. goes down to the family room. See, he's Notre Dame. <laughs> like, oh man, yeah, and he's not—he doesn't count as a Chicago kid, Sean. But I'll give you some credit here because Bryant Br- Br- Young was a Chicago kid, so he's a Chicago kid by by the, the DNA. Right. It's the DNA. Yes. It's the exactly. DNA. It's exactly. The DNA. That's I claim. I claim Tyler. So you know he came from California, but we know where he was born. So it's yeah. <laughs> very true, man. Oh God, that's really true. But, yeah, I mean, he showed up and he impressed physically. He looked the parts and developing into his body because the tools were all there on film, man. Like yeah. tools. Yeah. My man forgets that he has hands a lot and he's just is very unsure of what he's doing on the football field right now. But the tools are there. The kid can run and he's athletic and he's long. But now he's grown into his body. Could be another big riser. Although there is one recruiting service that already has him as a top 150 player in the 2024 class. So people are taking notice and he's developing. So keep close eye on Bryce Young. Darius Hayes, uh, Sean, I got, I got a little insight into him. I've not got a chance to talk to him since the visit. Mm-hmm. Talk to him leading up to the visit though. 
Notre Dame is a place that he is very excited about, has been for a while. This is his second trip to campus. He got in a little later than some of the other guys. There was some um, there were some issues with his plane ride in, so I think a plane got delayed or something. So he got in a little later in the day, but he stayed through through a good portion of Sunday to make up yeah. for that lost time. And you know, I I just have had people that are in the know kind of rave about his family and where he comes from and just his interest in Notre Dame because he is a very well thought out kid, right? Because yeah. he is in he's a Florida kid. He's Largo High School in in Florida. So he's in SEC country. I know, you know, Florida is a team that he's looking at. All the SEC schools are on him. But I'm, I'm here to say that I think Notre Dame has a chance here. I do think they do. It's going to be tough to get him out of the out of the South. It is. But he is a thought-provoking, really smart, intelligent kid that I think does get it. I think he gets it. And he's come down Nerd Dame a couple times on his own dime, right? On well, on his family's dime. And he had a really good weekend from what I hear. The staff is excited about him. He's excited about Notre Dame. So it'll be a battle. And it's not one that I expect to be decided anytime soon. I, I think this is probably one that goes into the senior season. Like I don't think this is a spring or summer decision on the Darius and Hayes' part. But Notre Dame's in the in the ballpark, right? He's there in the conversation. And I know we have a question about where he fits in Notre Dame defense. I mean, he could Man, be a Mike. Mike. He could be a Will. Mike, he could, could be a Piper. Like, yeah. That's one of those kids that you get the athleticism, the size, and then you figure that stuff out later. So those are a couple of the, the last kids, though, that we don't have as much intel, but just have a couple of nice little notes. But that was junior day this weekend, Sean. Again, I think it was a – Really successful weekend. 17 yeah. players on campus, including seven uh, committed players in the class. So you had 10 uncommitted players, targets in 2024, and one 2025 player that were on campus. More of an intimate setting. Got to spend a lot of time with coaches. I think it was a success for Notre Dame. So that was Notre Dame Junior Day 2023. We're going to move into the mailbag next. So start throwing in your questions in the chat. I already have a bunch of stars. We're going to have a really good mailbag section here. Before we get into the mailbag, though, if you could please hit that like button, subscribe to the podcast, hit the notification bell because we'll be having a lot more shows. We're going to be having IB Nation Sports Talk tonight at 6 p.m. Eastern time, as well as tomorrow I'll be back with Brian Driscoll for our normal week show, and we'll be getting kind of rolling through the rest of the offseason here. So hit that uh, hit that notification bell so you stay up to date. Also sign up at the message board at boards.irishbreakdown.com. And if you're listening to us on your favorite podcast platform, five-star reviews are always very much appreciated. So if you can do that for us, also go to CFB Nation on YouTube. Subscribe to that podcast as well. But that'll do it for the Notre Dame Recruiting Hour. 